Yo, 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 what's up? It's Ben Scarborough, and I'm, uh, chilling here at Third Eye Collective in the secret room with one very special guest, my friend, Shawnee Georgie. Welcome to the secret room again, my friend. Yeah. Yes. Fucking part two. Yes. So, the last time uh, Shawnee and I sat down here in the secret room, we played a little Tekken 7, I believe. Yeah. Some Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. How did that come out that day? Do you remember? I mean, <laughs> that was like, like a long time ago. We don't have ago. to get into all the details, but, but you know, it happened. Yeah. You can click the link in the top right-hand corner right here if you want to see how that all played out. But yeah. uh, that's not the reason that you are sitting with me here today, is it? Oh, definitely Let's not. talk about that that wonderful, wonderful day in Tekken 7, oh, oh maybe a year ago. Yeah, I mean, I've gotten way better since <laughs> since since then. And talking about Tekken Seven, I mean, shit. Like, whenever I was in in like um, Japan, like I actually beat people. Really? At at Tekken there in and, the arcades. Yeah, and in Japan. People, yeah, and people there are good. Like, really oh, yeah. fucking good. They would have yeah. to be. It's like you yeah. know, it's it's Bandai Namco. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but yeah, literally. Yeah, that gave me some like extra extra training. So you know we're gonna be going back at that you know sometime soon. So, so if you're just tuning in and you have no idea who this lovely young man sitting in front of me is, Shawnee's No Eyes project has taken him all across the world, wouldn't you say? At oh, this point, indefinitely yes. Now, yeah, I've gotten to go out to like you know Taipei and also playing in like Tokyo and like both of those cities are just very amazing places. And I'm about to get to go out to like a lot more different places. That's amazing. You know, this like year. So it's about to be like crazy. Tell us about this No Eyes project. W- yeah. What is it? So like my project, like literally it's just like music that like I make in my bedroom. And then all suddenly I kind of am able to like adapt it and make it more into something different by like taking different styles and music like footwork and jungle and also like noise and like punk and, and stuff like that and kind of gearing it into something brand new, you know, and just like that just really speaks and just talks and just says like, shit, that's fucking Shawnee. But, you know, no eyes. Yeah. That sounds like an extremely interesting way to describe some music, any music. Yeah. I mean, but that's what it is. I mean, that's, you know, who I am. So, yeah. So how long have you been uh, working with the uh, No Eyes Project? Um, I've been doing like the No Eyes Project for about like six years now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, the first time that I met Shawnee was like back in 2013 uh, here at Third Eye. And I think we set up a video shoot where you were like incorporating some 8-bit. Yeah. Uh, you were my, Nano Loop. It was the Nano Loop running on the Game Boy, right? Yeah, actually I have one right here. And talking about that, w- <laughs> yeah. what is Nano Loop? And so, so he had this routed f- the sound from his Game Boy into a mixer, right? Yeah, that's 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 a sound that you don't hear every day anymore, unfortunately. What uh, what is Nano Loop? It's an eight bit computer program that runs on the Game Boy, right? Exactly. So, like, think about it like how like a DAW works. It's 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 literally kind of like you know like how you have like Ableton and oh yeah, FL sure. Studio and stuff like that. It literally works the same exact way that one of those would like work and why I, I fucking love this one is just like on the fly you could just kind of make stuff and then you can really just go into it really quickly and edit it and just turn it into anything you want to so i use it more of like an, as like an instrument than just like another daw or something just so you just can like quickly pri- sequence stuff together exactly there yeah. and then bring it out yeah exactly and then sometimes you don't even have to like have something pre-written. You could just write it like on the fly because of you know. So just like, 
for example. Yeah, I'm already just like, and that's just like something really simple. But then, and you're making music right there in Nano Loop on the Game Boy. Exactly. Yeah, but you know we can. <laughs> yeah, and that's just like already just going in. Just and do you still work this into your live shows? Oh, all the time. Yeah. And then you know it's gonna it's gonna sound shitty coming through this speaker, but once you hook, right. you know hook we, it up to. I think to, people can get the idea. Yeah, you know, but but once you hook it up to some like real speakers, you can hear like thick bass mm-hmm. and everything. It, it actually shakes like in the clubs, you know. So you prefer to bring that sound chip with you when you perform because maybe yeah. a, faking those sounds on a computer just wouldn't sound as as good, right? Yeah, I mean, literally, it's gonna be very digital and just not the same exact thing because this sound chip that's that's like actually in old school you know big game boy like dmg you know uh-huh. dot matrix that's all that really <laughs> like dot matrix game boy that's all dmg really stands for but like literally like these game boys they just have like the better sound chips and work better with this program okay and and it's just the way that you can play it live and stuff and how portable it is and like game boys are just really robust so you just throw this in your bag and go you throw like a computer in your bag and go like that, especially if it's like a Mac. It's gonna get crushed. Yeah, that. Yeah, that's gonna get destroyed. Game Boys yeah. withstand bomb blasts. Yes, yeah, because even having this, I have like a program to make music on here too by Korg. And also, oh, Korg writes music software for the Switch these yeah. days, huh? Yeah. So I mean, I, you know, actually, it's already open, so that's perfect. But we'll see if, if you're watching the YouTube. See, I don't know if you guys can see, but Shawnee's got a Nintendo Switch here. Yeah. And he's got some software up and running, and I guess it's like, is it a drum machine? Yeah. So it's kind of like a drum machine sequencer, everything, yeah. So, but this is just like, this is just some like, you know, noisier, like the noisier punk stuff I I make and stuff too. Yeah. And it sounds amazing when you play it live, like, and everything too. So speaking of live, you were recently over the holidays out of the country and in Los Angeles playing shows, right? And maybe New yeah. York too. Oh yeah, I was like all over the place. You're um, a touring musician. Yeah, that's what I do. You know, for like a living and everything. So, but like literally, it was. I mean, getting to go to all those different places is like always amazing and everything. But especially getting to go out, you know, of the country and in like because I was like one of like my first times really getting to go like out of the country like that especially that far away and you know see just like a whole entire culture shock of like you know events and everything just, just asian people. culture yeah it's it's very different compared to obviously just america so you were saying like it, it was less racist out, out there you could tell oh, automatically yeah. or something yeah right? it was kind of crazy because like literally i thought like oh no like all these people are going to start just like looking at me weird and everything because i you know i don't really dress like everyone else and shit too uh-huh. but on top of that it's just more so like literally i just you know growing up in like america like things are all can can always especially like in the south like things can be very different for you oh for sure for sure so unfortunately yeah but then you know but then, literally, like once, like I got there. I mean, I was just like, "Holy shit!" Like I couldn't believe it. Like everyone was just like doing their thing, just being chill. Mm-hmm. And then even the crowded ass subways, like instead of people being like, "Oh my god, there goes some like black dude, like run away and shit," like they actually, were, you know, just sit next to you and just like everyone's just just chill and just like do like you know their like life and just live. And I was like, "All right, well that's mad, mad chill, hell yeah." Then going out to like the arcades and like meeting all sorts of different people. Cause like I met like, you know, like at this like motorcycle club 
um just, like just out in the city yeah just like walking around and stuff but then i have like a friend named like andy that was like showing me around and stuff in like japan like oh man yeah andy's like awesome <laughs> but like literally he knows he's like people like in like motorcycle clubs which technically those are called motorcycle gangs i guess too <laughs> or whatever but i guess like the real term is because like my brother like fixes motorcycles and shit for a living so he told me like yeah, the real ones are out there in yeah in, in the, Tokyo it, and yeah. stuff. Right? Well, well, I mean, well, yeah, well, more. Well, that's like those people live in like Kawasaki, and the Kawasaki's like that's an a, hour. Isn't away that a bike from, like, brand? Exactly. That's but you know <laughs> that bike brand, just like a lot of other Japanese brands and stuff. Mm-hmm. They'll name themselves sometimes like after like an actual city or place like okay, um, like like Sapporo Bear. That's like an actual place. Yeah, too. So, yeah. <laughs> but you know i could just listen to shawnee talk about japan all day for hours and, and most of the time i do he's yeah. when since he's gotten back I mean, he's just given me like the full lowdown on, on and he's actually trying to get me out there to korea right like, oh yeah yeah we gotta go you uh, know. games man i just want to see what the games are like over there i want to yeah. see what the arcade scene exactly because like i heard arc- it's like vibrant yeah so i gotta go to this one arcade that sadly doesn't exist anymore but it looked like kulon city that um one city that was just so big and just like built just just straight from like all the civilians and everything and it was kind of like a very underground city and no one really it wasn't like sanctioned by the government properly and stuff what's like it called it's like like kulong city yeah it's on google maps yeah okay i'm gonna check it out yeah because like it's insane like literally well that place doesn't exist anymore but when it did it was like just like a whole entire crazy thing there's like youtube documentaries on and everything but they made an arcade Mm -hmm. in japan that looks exactly like that place kind of and it was like a 10-story arcade it was insane like really yeah like yeah i have a 10-story arcade yeah it was insane like i couldn't believe it like i haven't i've never there nothing like that exists in america obviously but yeah getting to see that in like real life <laughs> like I was like, you played Whoa. a festival out there, like a music yeah. festival. What 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 music festival was it? So I played this music festival called, um, oh my god, yeah. See, this is what happens sometimes. Like it was just, in another language, right? The name of it? Oh no, it was actually in English. Oh, it's it called Sign Cosign. Yeah. Oh okay. Sign, but then cosign. literally, me and like one other band were the only two American artists like on the bill which is, like, really dope. So we got to play with, like, all these different local artists. Oh, cool. From, like, all around the world. And they're all, like, different, like, math rock bands and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Was, like, the main theme of the festival. But even though they're math rock, they're playing, like, all sorts of different genres. And it was really, really crazy and sick. But then this, like, but then this popular band called Light and um, another popular band called, um, oh, my God, why am I forgetting names? Pearl like, Jam. No. I mean, Pearl Jam is, like, great and all, like, <laughs> but, like, yeah, compared to, like, what these kids are doing, like, yeah, they would make Pearl Jam, like, you know, seem like a joke. I mean, no <laughs> offense, Pearl Jam. I mean, I mean, we, like, love you, but you're not on that level, Jess, is, like, yeah, yeah. But, um... Get your weight up, Pearl Jam. Yeah, you know, one of these days, yeah. <laughs> well, so tell everybody about Never Normal. But then, yeah, Never Normal is, like, the label that I'm on, and literally, shit, like, pretty much, I'm um, Susie Analog, she, like, runs it. And Shout like, out to Susie Analog. It. Exactly, yeah, Susie's killing it, yeah, like, always, and actually, yeah, we played in Taipei together. What? Yeah, 
And that was amazing. That was like crazy. Yeah. Like my homie, like Alan Hong, like, you know, made it all happen. And then we just like crushed it. And like that place was like, you know, what kind of uh, who all is on Never Normal? So we have so it's like two different things because there's like the Never Normal Collective. And then there's like the actual record label. And on the label, we have like um, J Words. We have. Rafia, we have Nappy, I mean, like Ted Kamal. I mean, there's a big group of us, like like, like DJ Earl. Oh, so like, it's like a bunch of artists. Yeah, exactly. And like, I mean, and it's just keeps getting bigger and bigger. And on top of that, I mean, yeah, we're all, you know, playing shows like, like all over the, the map. So it's just kinds of like just the networking and everything and yeah, and everything's like very like 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 um DIY. We're not really trying to be some huge corporate conglomerate. Type I of, really like the the art styles. Of, oh, thanks. Of, yeah. of Never Normal, like the, the from the presentation and yeah. and the DIY aesthetic. I really, I really yeah, because like you, you know we just really want to be like real like that. Because it's just like I feel like a lot of things get very superficial very quickly, and and that's you know very very bad. So. Well, when it comes to maybe uh, working in in music, exactly, yeah. you know how many people want to be a musician mm-hmm. or, or or something. I've always felt like somewhere in the rise of the internet, we're in this age of mediocrity where anybody with a computer can make music, yep. and the average person may not know if that music is good or bad or not. So they're you know they're just down with what you're making, even if it's complete garbage. Yeah, and that's, that's you know. Is that what you mean when a, when a, when a, when um when you say that people can kind of just like bandwagon a project that that's not very good or something? Yeah, like I mean, cause like pretty much kind of like that, but it's more so like you have you know big conglomerate labels that already they just kind of already like know like the type of sound that they just want to easily like try to replicate or make. And then they'll, you know, just, like, already have all the songs pre-written and everything. They'll have, like, some artists come in. Oh, I see what you mean. It's, like, all everything. templated out. Yeah, it's not even, you know. I mean, that's almost not even, like, real anymore. Man, come on. Music mm. industry? But, you know, the music industry, honestly, is getting better because so many people are going in the independent. Yeah, yeah true. So... Man, Shani and I will stay up yeah. until seven in the morning playing Bubble Bobble Four on Dreamcast. Exactly, that was <laughs> amazing. But oh yeah, so like the other band, so like pretty much um all these different bands in like Japan, like I mean, because like we had Light in this band called Tricot, and Tricot's like very famous. Like so, literally, like members from like all these different bands decided to make this like little super band and play with us and. Because of that, like that festival got like crazy. It got so much fun. And people were turning up. Oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah, like it was, it was, it was awesome. I think and, I saw some snaps or what some stories. Yeah, and because like the way that yeah, because like the type of set that I got to play there was like more. It was like super crazy. Like mm-hmm. yeah, and then just the crowd, the energy, like everything was like amazing. Like I can't wait to go back. How do you travel yeah, with so. all this equipment? So pretty much, I mean, with like me, like what I usually do, I kind of had to like figure out a way to kind of consolidate and make the the equipment a a lot smaller and then kind of separate it in like a suitcase and like a book bag. So that's so that way I'm not traveling with like a million different things. And then honestly, sometimes 
like especially going to like different places like especially like a place like tokyo or something i already know people there so if i ever have to borrow something i kind of can buy ah, a, a couple of things like a mixer yeah. or something yeah and then honestly like in tokyo they're better than a lot of american venues uh-huh. they already have like all the equipment and stuff you like need to buy oh so you just jack in yeah and it's pretty fucking nice. Like, I'm like, whoa, okay, yeah. Well, so what about your home studio? What's that like? So, okay, that's a good question. I mean, pretty much, like, at, at home, like, I kind of, like, have, like, like a mixer going out to the computer, you know, then back out to, like, an, like, to like an interface and everything. And okay, then, so you're looping stuff, right? Yeah, and then after that, I have, like, my own, like, receiver and system and everything, so I can kind of really you know hear every everything like loudly super loud and clean and clear and then everything's kind of flat on purpose so okay that way i'm getting like you know real levels of like how everything sounds and not like something that's like extra bright or something through one pair of speakers then you go listen to it somewhere else you're like oh that does not sound right at all so well so yeah. what's it like when you get to a venue and their sound system is eq'd in a way that maybe you weren't expecting does that ever happen um Honestly, I don't have to really. I'm that's not, not. That's not a concern. Yeah, because the way that I mix and master my stuff now, I know what it's gonna kind of sound like on okay. most things. Yeah, it's not gonna peak. Any, yeah, it's not gonna blow anybody's system. Yeah, and plus, like, since like whenever I play live, I have like my own mixer and and everything like that. I can control all those levels gotcha. and whatnot. So, yeah, it makes it much much like easier to deal with and be like safe. Yeah, so. So you got a mix of like analog and digital components exactly in the studio. Yeah, and it's so much fun because I could just literally record anything whenever I want to, play it, and then whenever I go to like actually play all that stuff, you know, live, I can just kind of bring it and then play it live versus like you know having just like stuff recorded and pre-made and then just and then just only DJing it or something. I could actually play it all because yeah, I make it mm-hmm. so yeah. Well, so I can very, very specifically remember like a, a, a couple months, maybe when I was 12 or 13, where I'm getting all this video equipment for the first time and I'm getting it all yeah. at once. Okay. Fuck yeah. So I'm, I'm learning how to go from pre to post production mm-hmm. quickly. Cause I've got all the software, the equipment. Was there kind of like a moment like that? Like, well, I, I really, the broader question is why music and like, how did you get into music and what, like, what, what are the, what's the chain of events that got you into music that maybe you thought, you Oh my like, God. Oh. Actually I have like a funny story. So, the, so there's this artist called, um, the Brat, and literally there's like love the Brat. So like there's like this music video where this guy's like playing bass guitar or something, and I was like, yo, that looks kind of sick. I want to do 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 that. Then after that, in a Brat video, in yeah, the Brat video. But then, honestly, like I always kind of wanted to play music before that and stuff, just because of video games in general. Like you know, if you played like Streets like Streets of Rage before. Mm-hmm. That game was like influential, like so heavily. I didn't, I didn't realize until like even later in my life, like re-listening to the soundtrack again. I was like, oh, like that just sounds like De La Soul, like, but on a fucking Sega Genesis right now. True, this, true. This shit's lit. All right, I can like fuck with this, and like they threw club music in there and everything. That Yamaha sound chip going in. Yeah, and then after that, like you know, playing like on PlayStation with like Ridge Racer and like all those like. Wipeout and all those games like that. Those are the games that really, really. It's like IDM or something. Exactly. Right? Like all that stuff was like jungle and like drum and bass and then and, and stuff like that. But then like because of that, I ended up figuring out about Square Pusher and Apex Twin. Okay, the greats. Yeah, the then ghosts. that's like what really pushed me to get to do like what I'm doing now. But 
I always wanted to do that. But for me to even get there, like I was already like, I was like playing in like punk bands and stuff like that beforehand before I even did what I'm doing now. So, okay. And that was like, like, you know, very different, but it was still so much fun. And and the thrill of being on stage in front of a crowd maybe was there. Right. I mean, I mean that part, but it's just like the music was still fun. Like everything else was, I mean, was still good. I mean, I mean, it was like still there, but it was just like a very different way of like, doing like what i do now i just never thought that you know i'd be able to make music by myself but still collaborate with people and but not have to like you know because like the because that's like what's what's crazy about music and a lot of people i feel like probably don't really really even talk about this but then you have like you know solo musicians now that can play like multiple you know instruments i mean that because that's what i do too Mm -hmm. and then you can actually get to play everything kind of live by like having mixers and like different things like like that and then while like other people you have to like rely on a bunch of different people in in the band and then sometimes one person can just be like that one rotten egg in the band and just tear it like all apart true true like if i'm a club owner why would i pay a band of people x amount to play for two hours when i could play that same person more to play for longer just one person a dj you know like yeah see that the scary part too because like if a person's only like just djing something then you know it kind of like loses like the purpose of the music sometimes especially for like 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 live music sometimes okay elaborate like, elaborate on that but also it definitely depends on like the people djing because there's like you know djs like dj jazzy jeff and like having dj spin and like etc like like or DJ Crazy even I mean those are those are just like big time DJs I'm I'm like naming but there's DJ Shadow oh yeah I mean people like like that that are like even though they're like DJing they're adding like musical elements to everything and making it you know extra it's a whole big. different type of performance yeah they actually like they're they're, they're still performing they're not just like being, pressing play they're mixing. not like your local broy like EDM mm. person that doesn't really even have anything you just and just went on some turrent list that and just typed in EDM on like fucking LimeWire or some shit. Yeah. Well, obviously like some like actual torrents, but that'd be amazing if people still use LimeWire. But, <laughs> but, but, but yeah. We need to set up a virtual machine of Windows XP and just install LimeWire and just see if we can get on the P2P network. And then see like if, if we can get like a cease and desist letter sent to us from the cable company. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Let's just download some young thug on, on LimeWire today. Yeah. That's what, that's what we'll be doing after this interview. Yeah. We're going to see like, you know, how that We're going to get LimeWire up and running. Yeah. Actually, I know this cool website called oldversion.com, and you can get, like, older oh, versions yeah, yeah, and stuff, yeah. you know? I yeah. know exactly what you're talking about. So, um, what are some early AIM screen names for you? Wow, that's amazing. I'm so glad you asked me this like, question. <laughs> because, oh, my God. Let's get, like, a top five, you know? So, <laughs> like, pretty much, like, I literally, like, my favorite one that I made was Killer Racist Now. <laughs> and, and, like, literally, because I'd go and, like, always, like, dumbass chat rooms that were like everyone was like i already knew they're gonna be like super racist and shitty so so all i do is just have to go in there with that name and then they all just like triggered you know be like triggered and you know like those are like the real fucking snowflakes you know by the fucking way but it's just so funny like they just cry and i'm just like some fucking you know 
probably like 11, 12, whatever. I was like really fucking young. Just like kid, just online, just being like, ah, this, this, this shit's so funny. And I remember even going. It's to killer t- racist now in the building. Yeah. And then like, <laughs> yeah, that was pretty much like my favorite one that I had like literally just like my fucking, I had like Scott 1023 because I listened to, to some shitty, well, honestly, like, <laughs> like real Scott is like fucking dope. But then. Let me tell you about some real Scott. Well, like, shit, you mean, that shit comes from, like, you know, reggae music and, like, mm-hmm. dub and, like... I love Less Than Jake. See, that's, like, see, that's <laughs> where, you know, that's the the third generation of that. That's, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. way, yeah. Because, like, you have bands like The Specials and shit, you know, and, like... Right, classics. Yeah, and, like... Innovators I mean, in the scene. Yeah, and they actually were, like, making really dope-ass music, so, mm-hmm. you know, I can't hate, hate on that, so... Yeah, yeah. So, um, have you played Shenmue three yet so i haven't really gotten to like actually play it play are you it. hyped for it or but i'm so hyped hyped for it you think it's gonna be garbo i mean i think it's it's gonna be like probably you know cringy and pretty painful <laughs> but at the same exact time i mean shit ew, i mean it's still gonna be like fun as like you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um what favorite sonic game favorite sonic game oh that's easy sonic and knuckles with sonic 3 okay that's, that's literally the best it's got the g- soundtrack you literally have michael jackson that wrote like parts of those soundtracks and then like yeah with like other composers combined it like all together mm-hmm. that game is insane and then on top of that it's like you get to play two games in one uh-huh. and then the game because of all the different characters you have like that's like a sonic game that actually lasts like a long time but it's actually fun to play it's not like where everyone from DeviantArt got like mad at like you know the creators at Sonic and then started to make the franchise just slowly mm-hmm. just dissipate and <laughs> become what it is now. Right, Rule Thirty Six. Um, what about? <laughs> are you good at Tetris? Um, I mean, I'm okay. I know how to kind of play. This Tetris. dude is humble, bro. He's mad humble. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, this dude's yeah. a sniper. Tetris def- effect. Oh yeah, I mean like Tetris Effect. Like now that game is like pretty fucking dope. I I didn't. It's like my favorite game of 2019. I was not expecting that game to be what it was. Why is know? it so good? Why is the music so cool? I mean shit, because literally you know it's fucking Tetris. I guess like because even that old ass Tetris game with the Russian music. I've chose... never played Res. I want to play Res. Oh, now that's a game you have to play. Like, I want to play it on PS2. So with VR, have to yeah, you, you got to play that with like VR and oh, like on I... PlayStation 4. It's, oh, damn! It's so sick. So, so it's not worth playing on PS2. You think? Oh no, it's still still worth it. But once you get to play with VR, you're gonna be like, okay, I get this. Wow, game. virtual reality. Yeah, like you wouldn't like. Yeah, it's funny because like I always thought like VR, like, like a lot of VR games are gonna be kind of cheesy still because it's still on this like first stage. Is you yeah. know. But honestly, they've been doing so good because even Tetris Effect is good. Good. With oh VR. yeah, good point. Good point. Yeah. So I well, mean, yeah. I'll, I'll have to get a Valve Index and and wirelessly play. Yeah. I feel like that's what I'll do. But they're um oh so I think it's I can't remember what company but some company came out with some like new headset that looks like just like regular glasses almost. Mm-hmm. It looks like a lot nicer, like on your head. It I'm, seems yeah, I'm like waiting. I mean, I, I know people, less, tech less companies rough. have invested so highly in VR that it's not going anywhere. I mean, when you got somebody like John Carmack working at Oculus as yep. the CTO, then oh yeah, you it's know, gonna be fun. You got some of the <laughs> smartest people in the industry working in that. Yeah, field. yeah, because they know where everything's going. So. We're about to get out of here, guys. I hope you enjoyed this uh, sit down with Shawnee and I. Yeah, yeah. 
We're about to go mod his Wii, soft mod it. Yeah, we're going to make this shit, you know, so I can play every game. Yeah, it's... Uh, Download all the... Put all the games. And then after that, you know, instead of Netflix and chill, we'll just open up the Wii library. Yeah, there's then, so many good Wii games. Like, yeah. uh, WarioWare is awesome. Yeah. Uh, there's, like... Um, there's a lot of virtual console games, like that. There's, like, Konami... Castlevania Rebirth game is pretty cool. We're, that's what we're about to do. We're basically about to go nerd the f out. Um, yeah. If you uh, if you made it all the way here to the end of the episode, we thank you for listening in. As always, uh, make sure to follow Shawnee on Instagram everywhere. I want you to go tell everybody. Where yeah, you're at. follow me at No Eyes Management, and also yeah, you know Never Normal. Yeah, you know you got to follow the label like at Never Normal. So like you know pretty easy, and shit. I mean all I gotta say is like. You know, just keep killing it. Yeah, yeah. Like everyone. And, you know, and let's just fucking go. Yeah, let's go, baby. All right. We'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace. All right, peace.